Welcome back everyone to the podcast and today I am going to be talking about interpreting dreams, visions, and nightmares. Yes, I said it, nightmares. Oftentimes, we believe that God does not give a person a nightmare that a nightmare comes from the dark side or it comes from the devil. But that's not true. And if you search the scriptures, there is not one scripture in the Bible that says that a dream has it comes from the dark side. There's there's no place, there's no reference, there's nothing you won't find it in the Bible where it it talks about dreams coming from the dark side or from Satan himself. Anytime there were dreams in the Bible, and there were a lot, dreams and visions are very, very important. They were given to a prophet or someone that could um, interpret the dream, typically by kings, but dreams was one of the main ways and visions that God spoke to um, people in biblical times and that is still the case today there is nothing new under the sun god speaks he can speak through an audible voice he can speak to you through a knowing you just know and he can speak to you through pictures sometimes he gives you pictures images and then he also speaks through dreams visions and yes even a nightmare can be given to you um, and it can have a meaning from the lord and with a nightmare, um, I'm going to actually tell you, I'm going to give you an example of a dream I had. I'm going to give you an example of a vision I had. And then I'm going to give you an example of a nightmare I had to explain how the interpretation came from the Lord. That it was a dream that came from the Lord. Um, as I was going to say with nightmares, we have to remember that God doesn't look at things the way that we look at things. And so um, oftentimes he would use a nightmare as a warning or to get you on track or to um, try to get you to pay attention. And and I've had several nightmares. um, And at the end of the day, when they were interpreted, when I was able to figure out the interpretation or I knew the interpretation of the dream, which the one that I'm going to tell you today, I knew it as soon as I woke up. It was something that the Lord wanted to get my attention about. So two people in particular um, gave interpretations of dreams in the Bible, and that was Joseph and that was Daniel. And I'm not going to read everything, but I am going to share a little bit of uh, Joseph uh, interpreting a dream for Pharaoh. So I'm going to read from Genesis 41. And I'm going to start at verse 15 and I'm going to read as fast as I can all the way down to 32. So it says, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said to you, um, I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, in my dream, I was standing on the bank of the Nile. 
when out of the river there came up seven cows fat and slick and they grazed among the, the reeds after them seven cows came up scrawny and very ugly and lean i had never seen such ugly cows in all the land of egypt <clears throat> and by the way i have really quickly a little bit of a cough so i do apologize in advance if i just start coughing so please forgive me but i will continue in verse 20 the lean ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows that came up first but even after they ate them no one could tell that they had done so they looked just as ugly as before then i woke up in my dream, I saw seven heads of grain. This is the second dream. Seven heads of grain, full and good, growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads sprouted, withered and thin and scorned by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads. I told this to the magicians, but none of them could explain it to me. So in verse 25, then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. So God can give you multiple dreams with the same meaning. And I have had that happen to me um, at one time. I, was, I had three nightmares that was one and the same. And God was giving me a warning and trying to actually get me to do something. And so um, if you don't get it the first time, God will continue to give you dreams similar to the ones that you had to try to get your attention. So to continue, God has revealed to Pharaoh what it is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years and the seven good heads of grain are, are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up af afterward are seven years. And so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of grain abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow behind or follow them. Then all the abundance of Egypt will be forgotten and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered. But the famine that follows it will also be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God and God will do it too soon. So it was also letting him know that you had these dreams back to back because it was going to happen soon. When I had the three dreams back to back, it did happen pretty soon. The, the warning that God was trying to give me. Um, something did happen and it happened very soon soon after having the third dream so it's very important that we pay attention to dreams that God gives us um Daniel if you want to read Daniel Daniel interprets Nebuchadnezzar's dream and so you can read that in Daniel chapter 2 um verse 1 through 23 tells you about Nebuchadnezzar in the dream and then Daniel interprets the dream in verse 24 all the way to 49. So um, please read that on your own time so you can get more of an understanding of how these dreams work. <clears throat> so 
I want to first start by telling you a dream that I had years ago. It was my freshman year in college. I I have dreams a lot. The Lord does spit. That's one of the main ways that he speaks to me is through dreams. But I really love telling this dream because it's it's funny, but it was a direct like the message from God was so direct. And so in this particular dream, it was my freshman year, as I said, of college. And um, my bachelor's and master's is in psychology. And when I was an undergrad, my um, minor was in journalism and theater arts. And I was really like, you know, I was a new journalism student and I had got hired on to be a staff writer for our newspaper, which was like top the one of the top five newspapers in the whole state of Oklahoma and so um, at the time when I lived in Oklahoma and so um, I was like really into journalism at this time so I'm a staff writer I'm all about the facts y'all I gotta go find out the facts to this story okay and so I was really big on that and so at the time I was also um, following news stories and I was following the Conrad Murray trial and I was also um, following around this time the Jody Arias um, trial and Conrad Murray is the man that was accused of killing Michael Jackson if you don't remember or maybe if that name sound familiar but you're not really you know making the connection So he was the one that was on trial for Michael Jackson's death. And so um, what I was doing at this time is I was literally going to school and I would DVR the Conrad Murray trial. I would come home, do some homework, and then I would binge the Conrad Murray trial. Around this time, in addition, the movie Transformers was really popular. And so I was also, when I was done watching the Conrad Murray trial, just to kind of unwind from that hard news, I would then watch Transformers. And I was binging it, y'all. I was watching it over and over and over again. And this was going on for weeks. And so in the Conrad Murray trial, he was accused of giving Michael Jackson, um, Profofol, which is a form of anesthesia to help him sleep. And so um, I had went to bed one night and I had had a dream. Now, you know, in the Transformers movies, you, you we all have seen Transformers. Most of us have seen Transformers. If you've not seen Transformers, you just need to stop this podcast right now and go watch Transformers. But we know Transformers, other, you know, they're, they you got uh, Optimus Prime and the Decepticons and all of these, you know, these um, robots that transform into cars and they transform into these mighty beings and they start fighting and it's just like, it's so awesome because I'm still a Transformer friend, fan. So anyway, so I go to bed one night after doing this for a couple of weeks now, every day <laughs> for a couple of weeks, nonstop. I go to bed one night and I have a dream. And in the dream, I'm in bed, but I hear some commotion. I hear somebody moving around in the backyard. And so I get up 
and I'm, you know, I'm going through my house. This is house that I was living in at the time. And in my family room was two double glass doors that led to the backyard. And so I peek out the curtains and, oh my God, who is it? It's Conrad Murray. Conrad Murray was in the backyard and he's like tipping, you know, looking like he, and, and I see he got a bottle of propofol in his hand and I'm like oh my gosh he's gonna break in my house he's coming to stick me in the arm with a propofol <laughs> and so I am like freaking out so I'm like running around the house I'm like oh my gosh what do I do what do I do oh I can I can go I can leave I can go since he in the backyard if I just jet to the garage real quick I can just drive out of the garage faster than he can run and I'll get away from him and so I go and I grab my keys. I open the, the garage door, back door to the garage. And I go, chip, chip, um, to unlock the door with the remote from the keys right to my car. And guess what? Y'all, my car transformed into a Decepticon. And I just, I just started screaming and then the dream ended. And let me tell you, as soon as I woke up from the dream... I heard the Lord say, Kristen, you doing too much. <laughs> You're doing too much. You need to turn all this stuff off. So that was the warning to me that I, I that stuff was taking up too much of my time. I wasn't praying like I needed to. I wasn't reading my word. You know, probably wasn't even spending time with my family the way I needed to be doing at the time because I was just so my mind and my head was just so wrapped around this trial. It was so good to me, you know, the juicy and I'm learning a lot about journalism and then I get to go binge my favorite movie Transformers. So, I mean, I, I was doing too much. I was doing too much. And it was just as simple as that. It was just the Lord come to tell me you're doing too much. You need to stop. Really? You it's too much, Kristen. So. I really like telling the dream because it's, it's pretty funny. So I want to explain a vision. A vision is not a dream. There is um, a scripture in the Bible. I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. I want to say it was John. But he was he there was a point where he was he had a vision and he said, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. When you have a vision, and I have to admit, I had never had visions in my life, but I did start having visions this the last year, this past year, I started having visions. And when I started having them, I knew exactly what they were. And I was like, oh, that's a vision. Wow, I've never in 44 years have had a vision until now. And so a vision is not a dream. A vision is something that you see. Sometimes you see a whole story or a synopsis playing out in front of you and your eyes could be open. They could be closed. You could be driving. Um, this vision, well, there's visions I've had where I was in bed, but I my eyes was closed, but I wasn't asleep, but I was resting, but I never like s slipped into sleep. Visions are kind of difficult to explain. And when it's like that, you know that you've had a vision. Well, this particular vision I want to tell you happened while I was driving one day. And so I actually was on my way to take my kids to school and they were asleep. 
And my prayer time is in the mornings, typically when I'm in the car, because I drive a lot. So that's the best time for me to pray because, you know, I pray with the kids in the car. But once they're out of the car, it's just me and I can just go in. Okay, I can just go in in prayer. And so and I usually have a good hour, hour and a half of prayer time. And so but the kids were still in the car. I had just took the exit to get to their school and I am driving and I literally see like and it happened within a flash like it was a whole story but it happened in an instant so it's like it's it didn't play fully out but it did they're hard to explain but in this vision I saw a little girl it was it was a Caucasian girl blonde hair and straight long hair down her back and she was sitting she had on a white shirt and some white underwear and she was sitting in a corner of a room and she didn't have any socks on I saw it as clear as day as if the girl was in front of me and she was crying and she had her hands like you know in a prayer position and she was crying and praying and I had felt in the dream that it was a little girl that had gotten kidnapped. I didn't know. I, I never heard anything about a case or anything. We we know that, you know, children can be kidnapped from all over the world. I don't know where she was. I, it wasn't a thing where I felt like she was near me or in the same state. I really don't even believe this little girl was in the same state. Um, but Needless to say, I saw very clearly this little girl praying in the corner. She's in the corner of a room and she is terrified. She's crying. She's really, really, really vulnerable. And I just began to pray, to pray. I felt the unction to pray for her, for, for the police to find her, to pray, pray, pray. And I prayed hard. I rebuked the enemy from around her life. I prayed that God would give the police officers the blueprint to find this young girl. I prayed. She must have been about six or seven years old in the vision. I prayed. To this day, I don't know what happened, where the girl is, if you know where she was. Um, I don't have any information. I have no information about this little girl. But that is what I saw in the spirit realm. I saw this vision and all I did is to do what I know how to do. And that was to pray in war. Go in the spirit in war for this little girl. So that is a vision. It happened. I was driving. It happened in an instant. And all of it played out and then it was gone. Just as soon as it was there, it was gone. So lastly, I want to tell you about a nightmare. So remember, I said that a nightmare is not given by the enemy. The Lord can give you a nightmare. I know that it's hard to believe, but I think about when Pharaoh was going after um, the, the Israelites if you notice in the scripture, if you go back and read it, it kept saying that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. God hardened his heart. It didn't say that Satan hardened his heart. It didn't say that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. It said that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And there are times that God does things that we don't understand, but he has reasoning for doing them. And so a nightmare is simply a means that God has an urgency to get you some information that you need to take heed to. And so 
Um, one thing that I have really kind of struggled with is my faith, not faith for other people. I can believe God for other people. If someone is believing that, that, you know, if they're having a difficult time getting pregnant, they're believing God that they, you know, will have children. I will stand firm with them. I would hold their hands. I will pray with them. I would do whatever, pray in my own private time. And I believe God. I speak the word. I believe God for them to have that child, for, for someone to get married. I, mean, I just, I believe God for other people. But it is sometimes hard for me to believe God for good things for myself. Now, I'm not talking about things that I have to go out and work for, like go to work, you know, work in my purpose and operate in my calling. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about good things that are personal to me. It's very hard sometimes for me to believe God for me. And so we know that the Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God so God wants us to have a measure of faith because we are not pleasing him when we don't have faith and because I did not have faith for myself I was not pleasing God and I believe that the Lord was getting he was just really wanting to get my attention and I had had you know other things arise to let me know that hey you're not pleasing me right now. You need to believe. You said, I told you that if you ask, you would receive it. If you knock, the door will be open. If you you confess it, you know, you would, you would be able to have it. That all you have to do is believe in me. Now, faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. I need you to have some hope, girl. I need you to believe that I can move mountains in your life. He was trying to tell me this, but I really was not taking it in. So I go to bed one night and I have a nightmare. In this nightmare, it does it's it's in a the setting is in a hospital, an empty hospital, and it is literally set up like the Halloween movies. So most of us have seen the Halloween movies, maybe not now, but we've seen them in the past. If you don't act like you ain't seen it because you probably watched it last night, but most of us have seen the Halloween movies. And so you have, you all, in any scary movie, you typically have this like hospital scene where ain't nobody in the hospital. And in Halloween, nobody is in the hospital. And Jason is, um, or not Jason, but Michael Myers. Michael Myers is coming after, um, you know, the girl, Laura, whatever her name was, he's coming after her and she's just running around in the hospital and nobody's in there but the two of them. And you notice in those those movies, he's walking really slow, right? And they are just running for their life. But he always seems to be like right behind them. And so in the dream, I am in, an ho- in a hospital and I am running from my life. And there is a man coming after me. He's got on all black. I can't see his face. He's got on a hat and he's walking slow but he's right up on me and I am like really scared and I'm so scared that even when I woke up I woke up drenched in sweat and my heart was just racing out of my chest but he's after me and he has a knife he has a knife in his hand and he's coming after me and I'm running 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 from room to room ain't nobody in the hospital you know like in the Halloween movies the 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 three nurses that are in the hospital is dead okay it was nobody in the hospital just me so 
I finally find an, a door where I can get out. And I run out to the parking lot and there is this row, row of cars and I see my car. And um, I run to my car and he's walking slow, but he's yet he's right on me. But then I don't see him anymore. So I'm thinking I'm good. Okay, good. I can get to my car. So I'm get I'm going to run into my car. I'm trying to get my keys out. And there is a man at my car and he's asking me if I'm okay. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Thank you, Jesus. You sent a, you sent an angel, right? You sent a ram in a bush. You sent somebody to come save me. And I'm running to him. And I'm like, somebody's after me. Somebody's after me. And then, like in the Scream movies, okay, the killer, the man that was after me, comes from behind the man that was trying to help me and stabs him. And just takes him out. I mean, I don't even need to go into detail. You probably can imagine. It was it was terrifying. Right in front of me. And I am screaming. And then the dream ends. Again, I wake up in a sweat. My heart is pounding. I mean, wouldn't you say that's a nightmare? Yeah, it was a nightmare. But it was a dream from God. It was a nightmare from the Lord. And let me tell you what the interpretation of it was. When I woke up. I instantly knew what the interpretation was. I didn't have to go look it up. I didn't have to pray about it. I instantly knew what this dream meant. The man that was after me was doubt. It was a spirit of doubt. And I'm running from it, right? I'm I'm running through this hospital. I'm I'm trying to um, get away, but doubt is all up on me. It's all up on me. Everywhere I go, doubt is there. Everywhere I go from room to room, doubt is there. Doubt is running up on me. Um, creeping up on me, I should say. Then I go out the door and I run to the parking lot and there is another man, right? That man represented my faith. That was faith. And I'm relieved because now I get to take hold of that faith. But as soon as I was about to take hold of that faith, doubt came from behind it and killed it. And that was the Lord showing me that I have been living my life with doubt. Everywhere I go, doubt seems to find me. No matter how hard I try to have faith, doubt finds it. Doubt comes in and steals it away from me. And when I get that faith, when I finally grab hold of that faith and I'm like, I'm going to do this, I'll be good for like a week. And then guess what? My doubt comes in and literally kills and destroys all of the faith that I have. Probably difficult to even piece that together, right? If you're having that dream, you would be like, how the heck you you get that? Like you 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 can't even figure out how you would get that interpretation. But this is why you have to live a life of prayer and you have to live a life in the word because God will reveal these things to you and surely thank the Lord I didn't have to look anything up the Lord revealed it instantly I knew instantly what it meant and so from then on out I have been working on my faith right because I don't want doubt to always come in and steal that because then if I have the doubt then I can't please God so there are a few books that I want to um call out to you I will try my best to make sure I put you know these books in the show notes but the first and main one 
This is probably more so for people that are more advanced in dream interpretations. But the book you want to get is called The Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code to Understanding Your Dreams and Visions. This is written by um, Thompson and Brielle. Okay, so it's Adam Thompson and Adrian Brielle. And it is a phenomenal book for dream interpretation. Another book is called Understanding the Dreams You Dream. This is by Ira Milligan. 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 Then Perry Stone has a book called How to Interpret Dreams and Visions. Understanding God's Warnings and Guidance. For new beginners, I would say the I the Ira um Milligan and Perry Stone's book How to Interpret Dreams and Visions is a must. Also, if you are a beginner uh and intermediate into understanding and, and interpreting your dreams, the Illustrated Dictionary of Dream Symbols, a biblical guide to your dreams and visions, and the Bible-based dictionary of prophetic symbols. Um, it also um, helps you interpret dreams and visions by Dr. Joe Oboji. Oboji. I looked that word up, y'all, so I could pronounce it right today. <laughs> but Dr. Joe Oboji. Okay. And so both of those books are by him. Those two are a must. And then another really good book. This is not really um, for a beginner or, you know, an intermediate. It's just if you want to get it, if you're really serious about interpreting your dreams and you really, really want to understand more, you can get the Prophet's Dictionary. It's the Ultimate Guide to Supernatural Wisdom. It's by Paula A. Price. Okay. And so I will try to drop at least the Da Vinci Code and the Bible Dreams and Symbols book in the show notes. But I'm telling you, y'all, these books will, will be very, very helpful to learning how to interpret your dreams and visions. And the wonderful part about it is that even though they're written by different authors, they're all in alignment, which I absolutely love. You what you got from what you get from one book, you can figure out that, oh, okay. Well, if I have because dreams is all about symbols. If you look all throughout the Bible, everything is symbols, especially revelations. A lot of people don't like reading the book of Revelation because it's so much stuff that they don't understand. But when you re recognize that a lot of the things in the Bible is symbols and the symbols mean something, you know, because God is not easy, right? He, he's got to be a little complicated, right? So everything is in symbols. And then the original language of the Bible is Greek and Hebrew, which is very expressive. When you really understand that, you will see that, yeah, he's not really talking in our language, whether our language is English, Spanish, Mandarin. He's not talking in that language, right? He's got his own language. So the good thing about it is if if you have a dream about dogs fighting and, you know, or whatever, just anything with dogs, when you look up dogs and look up the symbol, looking up the symbol dogs and what dogs mean, if you compare it to different um, dream interpretation books, it all means the same thing. And And what it does is some books go into more detail, like the Da Vinci Code. Um, that book really goes into more detail. That book, again, really is for the more advanced person, the person that is, you know, they've been 
looking at they've already have they at least already have the dr joe aboji's books and they have you know had those for a while and they are really good with um you know using those books then you can kind of move on to the da vinci code the da vinci code is going to go in way more detail and depth and if you add the prophet's dictionary it just kind of you know your study time kind of goes even further but god wants us to search these things out and so it's so important to you know search things out find out what it means look it up Dig deep, study. We study for everything else. Why not study the word? Why not study what God is trying to tell us, especially if it's a recurring dream or a dream within a dream or a double dream? Those are real things. So you will learn more about these things, you know, as you begin to dig deep. So that's all I have for today. Um, But I hope that you got something from it. I always hope that you get something from these podcasts. Um, And I am going to sign off, sweethearts. So with that, I will be with you next time. Hello, this is Kristen. And thank you so much for listening to Kristen's Simple Life. For John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. If you are not saved and desire a deeper relationship with God, All you have to do is confess your sins to him and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And that is it, folks. You are saved. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. And if you want to follow me on social media, I am on Instagram at Kristen Simple Life. God bless you. And I will be with you next time.